This is Brandon Keenan, and you're on Thinking Outside the Long Box. Why Babylon 5? Why go home now? Why not? Um, no, what happened was um, Warner Brothers, seeing the 30th anniversary coming along, said, you know, let's do an animated movie. And because we've lost so many of our original cast members, it's kind of hard to do it in any other way. And before I committed a word to paper, I sent a note to the cast saying, some of you may have to work with actors playing your fallen friends and are you okay with it if anyone here is not okay with it we won't do it and they all said yes we want to do it and we also want to make those performances a a testimony to the original actors who played those parts so then came time to write the script and what I wanted to do I realized was a celebration of B5 on the 30th anniversary. Something that new viewers can enjoy, old viewers, original viewers would like, and something fun. Uh, the, um, the first thing that came to mind, oddly enough, even though I'm an atheist, was a line from the Bible, make a joyful noise. Let's make a joyful noise. Let's have some fun, you know, and create something with heart that's raucous, that's out loud and funny, but also at the same time has a, has a heartfelt sensibility to it. So that's, and then I wrote the script and turned it in, and they, they had no notes. We just, you know, they left me alone because it, I don't take notes very well. <laughs> and they, they, they heard that about me. Okay. Um, but beyond that, though, they're, they're all fans. We're all fans of the show. And they all said, we, we want to be involved in this and make it feel real. You know? I'm super excited about the animated feature, of course. I can't wait to see it. I haven't seen it. When does yeah. it come out? Animated feature? Yeah. Uh, August 15th. Okay. And uh, also the remastered Blu-ray sets. I can't talk, I can't talk about that either. Oh, you can't. Okay. okay. <laughs> Jeremiah? Yeah. No? So maybe come over there. <laughs> okay. Uh, it'll, it'll all end in tears. I know Claudia was very excited about this animation. Yeah. Insanely excited. And when I first heard about it, I thought, oh my goodness, a lot of the people that we love from the show are no longer Yeah. Um, so when you replace their characters were you trying to get somebody who embodied the character or more like a voice actor that could do the character similar? yeah we want to do a straight, a straight up imitation of it we want characters or actors who um, to give us a sensibility of, of the, um, the original character not try to fill that person's void you know so some are more dead on than others how um, the cast were all excited about it but what's funny is that you never know how a project's actually going to come out. So, and no one in the cast has seen them to finish film yet, and I met with Bruce to do the commentary. And as we sit in the booth waiting for the film to come up, he leans over and says, how is it really? And I said, Bruce, it's the best thing we've done since the original B5. It feels like the original show. And we're doing the commentary, and he forgets to talk constantly. He's busy watching it. Yeah, this big, big grin on his face. I have to keep nudging him. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. No one wants to hear me talk. God knows. Yeah. Uh, the multiple timeline aspect of the animated feature, um, was that uh, uh, inspired by because we lost so many people and you did things slightly different? Or is that just, did you have that idea in your head before this came about? 
Well, I kind of wanted to, to play with the timeline a bit. I, I didn't want to do the multiverse thing where John Sheridan is a bunny rabbit. That, that might be a bit much, you know? That's for the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't talk about that. Right. <laughs> no. Um, so so um, I thought, everyone, all the fans know how the show goes. So let's, what if this changed? What if this didn't happen? What if this thing happened over there? Um, and, and play with the, the continuity of it. Because um, as a fan myself, I know that it's always the details we get lost in. You know, ask myself or any other fan what time it is will give you a history of the watch. You know, so I wanted to write a show for that that instinct. Do you have any uh, ideas for future projects you can do uh, if you continue the animated universe? I, I never not have ideas. They're, they're just well, you're famous for that. They're, they're, they've lived with me for 20 years, and they're always, very often, I'll be talking to someone, almost well, 30 since the debut. Uh, I'll be talking to someone, and I'll uh, hear Lando's voice in my head with a funny remark, and I'll, I'll say it, I give him the credit for it, you know. Um, so, yeah, they've, they've never left, so there, there are plenty of stories out there. Particularly, there's kind of a reset that's done at the end of the movie that um, shows you where this can go in the future. Uh, so it, it's, yeah, definitely. You spoiled us. You have one or I, I have a follow well, well, you, you say, you seem to be very positive about it. So you said, make a joyful noise. What was the joyful noise you made after watching this, seeing the final result? Well, it was like a final result because I saw all the pieces going into it. I was working with the animation team. So we saw the character designs. I saw a small piece of it put together. I gave them my notes. So that I finally got it all at one shot. It was for the final mix down for the audio. And I just... It made me happy, you know? I think that if you are, are creating art of any kind, and you step back at the end of the day, and you say, you know, I'm happy. And if, if, if it all goes away today, if I get hit by a truck, I'm okay with that, because this is really pretty good. This is what you wanted to be yeah, happy. Yeah, it's exactly what I wanted it to be. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm so happy with it. Yeah, so we, every Babylon 5 fan knows that season 5 of the show was going to happen, then it wasn't going to happen, then it happened, and you had to take stories that were truncated and stretch them out again, move things around, and obviously some of the cast left in the fifth season, uh, including Claudia. You mentioned her. She's back. What kind of uh, full-circle catharsis does that offer you, if any? With, with with working with her, both with working with her as an actor and then writing that character again in terms of now I can say more about her than I had a chance to. Yeah, um, we we repaired the the the, 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 the gap between us that took place when she when she left the yeah. show. We offered made an offering to Baal and that made a huge difference. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Atheist but believes in love. That child will never be seen again. Okay. Um, and you no, know, it's fun having that character back, yeah. and having them all available to us in the course of the show. We bring together Lockley and, and, and Ivanova and Sinclair and all the characters, all the main characters. No, um, free down. Uh, um, so that, that's the fun of it. Is you, you finally see, you know, like, like Lockley and Ivanova having a scene. You finally yeah. see. You know, it, 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 Ivanova and, and Lita having it. It's, it just, it's stuff that wasn't able to be done. We, we repaired the bridges and everything is cool. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's great. Uh, Lita's one of my favorite characters, and it always felt like her story was going somewhere very, very urgent, and then the show ended. So do we finally get some resolution to the character? I know in like some of the ancillary writing, they, they, they talk about what happened to Lita. You were doing like this whole Dark Phoenix thing. Do we finally get... 
some of Lita and her story wrapped up on screen? Uh, no, because where the, where, the, where, the, where the movie starts is um, after the ep- season five episode, um, Objects in Motion. Okay. Um, where they're leaving the station to okay, go right. to Minbar. So that went on a lot further down the road. Okay. So we, don't really, we don't really see that. Okay. I, I gather you're in touch with Patricia. Like, did she have any thoughts when, on her character where you were to take her story? The actors never give me notes of where they think the character should go. <laughs> Even if you occupy the same. If the executives no. can't give them no. notes. But the policy on, because we're, we're the first time anyone ever did a five-year arc, I, even a random line could be important to you. There were no changes being allowed to the script. And someone had a request, they would go on the microphone, bring Joe downstairs, bring Joe down, Joe's coming down, Joe's coming down. And if I said no, you know, it was like, okay. After a while, they just stopped asking. Yeah. So, um, you know, they, they don't have any projections on the character. They're happy to play it as well. All right. Uh, what, what was it like working with Matt Peterson? Uh, Matt and, and Rick were just amazing. Um, they're, they're fans of the show. And they, they're, they were so detail-oriented in terms of the look of the characters in the station. And one part where I, I, I sort of caused them a lot of grief because they, they recreated the Star Furies and <clears throat> the, the way the engines were working were more like regular jets. And I said, no, no, no. When they slow down, they fire the front engine to slow down. Yeah, and they realized they had to redo all the jet flares, all these Star Furies. And so I, we sat down frame by frame to say, though, that, that engine has to come on, this one has to go off because they're designed to work in real, in real space and real science. Um, I've heard several times from folks at NASA who said to me, look, down the road, we're still working on the money for it. We want to get forks lift in space. Fork lifts in space. We want to use the design of the Star Furies. Because it's, it's, it's the first one that actually looked like it would work. So um, I said, it's really important to get the science right on this stuff. Will you, will you get a kickback from NASA if you do that? <laughs> I have no comment on that. Do you, think they, do you think they have the funding? I know, I know they don't. But uh, one thing I know you can talk about is, because at NASA it's a different topic, but your deal with Dark Horse. So, yeah. I, you know, how exciting is it to, to, to work with Dark Horse after... It's great. I, I, I took a break to work on uh, getting AWA started, got back done. <clears throat> and now my goal is to work with Dark Horse to create this whole other universe of characters and situations. I do massive big stories, do, do um, fantasy stuff. Uh, I, 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 I like to play in different areas and that's different genres, from fantasy to science fiction, to horror, to mainstream, and changing the movie over Clint Eastwood was a mainstream drama. Um, so I wanted a house where I could do all of those things. And he said, just write whatever you want and we'll, we'll publish it. Um, so it'll be a chance, of, a good opportunity for me to just Sit and play. You know, I, I got into this to tell stories. That's all I am. If, if, if God came tomorrow and said you can't write anymore, that'd be a puff of purple smoke, and I just disappear. Yeah. This is why you're an atheist, right? Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box with your hosts, Doyle and Juan. To catch all the latest from us, visit our website at dotlb.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Outside Long Box. 
TikTok at TOTLB Podcast and Thinking Outside the Long Box on Facebook and YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, post about it on social media, leave a rating and review, and consider a Patreon membership. Thanks for listening.